Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Good evening, Roxy Soxy. Good evening, Tam. Tam, how you doing? I'm sorry I rushed you tonight. I was like, <laughs> we have to talk to these people and you have to get your child from school to dancing back, feed her, give her a bath and be on time and look really hot. <laughs> you know, all the things I do every day, yeah. right? No, no, it's so funny, Tam. And I've officially hit because, you know, my husband. Rock bottom. Yes, <laughs> he's left me. I'm leaving him. He's he- left me. <laughs> yes, he's been out of town since last Wednesday. This is his first business trip. Since- uh, business, yeah, sure. He's yeah. like having luxury, yeah. like doing golf for three days. I know. <laughs> Miami, then New York. I'm like, really, fucker? But anyway. So- <laughs> So I officially have hit the three stages of emotion once your spouse goes out of town the first time after the pandemic. That's so true. Here is what has happened. Okay. The first two days, was like, it was like bliss. I was like- Oh, of course. Yes. I'm like, I can watch whatever I want. I can like eat or no not eat. Bitching. I yes. love it. Love I don't it. Have somebody on my shoulder asking to me he's hungry. I'm like all this stuff. And then, then like the weekend happened and I was like- I kind of miss that fucker. Oh, and did you say I miss you, fucker? Because I'm sure that was very romantic. I was like, oh, we were like at the aquarium and like doing all these things. But the problem is, is that what? I scheduled ourselves this weekend. So I didn't get a break. So I woke up today no. really tired. And now I'm in the third stage of a Now you're angry. Mad. Yes. Anger. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like help out with all this stuff. Yeah. I'm going to remain in this stage until Wednesday night. 
See, I do those three stages within a two hour period when my husband goes downstairs. It's like the first second I'm like, oh, he's not because I'm your husband, probably like I'm I'm not a typical woman. Like I'm a little messy. I'm very creative. Not that women can be creative, but like my husband does all the cleaning. He liked he's so much better with the kids. Like I'm I'm better with the kids when it comes to like, let's talk about the meaning of life and let's like paint with our feet. So like they're great in that like aspect. But like he's like very I'm, you know, he looked at me the other day. He's like, do you want to change your diaper? Because I think it's been on there for about two hours. And I was like, it's fine. There's no poop in there. It's fine. So I think we're a little different, but I have that. Like, I'm like, he's not on me. He's not telling me to clean oh. up. Um, not because he, but just because I'm like a mess. And then by the, by the time he gets back and then I do miss him and I'm texting him. And then by the time he gets back, I'm just such a bitch about it. Angry, angry. It's like, so angry. where were you? Where, why were you not helping out? And this is such a good segue to the guests that we have on because this is the first time we've actually had like a dad duo on the show. And when I watch, like they, they're really big um, on TikTok and Instagram. They have a podcast too, The Dumb Dads. I want to ask why they're the dumb dads because I think dads are fucking awesome. Um, and we've had experts that have been men, but we talk a lot about mom stuff. And now I'm like, you know what? We need to go. On the, we need to go over. We need to cross over, Roxy, cross over. to the other side <laughs> and learn from a male's perspective what they think about us and what, I mean, maybe what we can do better, maybe what they can do better, maybe how we can all communicate better and have like an easier way to parent. I don't know. I don't fucking know what's going to happen in the show, but I'm really excited to go there. <laughs> I am so excited for these guys, the dumb dads. Evan and Kevin are <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Good. How are you guys? Right. Thank you so much for having us. Yes. Thank you. I'm still reeling from that um, two hours. You're supposed to change the diaper. I just like. <laughs> Wait, you would change the diaper or you'd be like, oh, I had to change. Like, which one are you? Are you me or my husband? I'm you. Okay. No, I'm you. Okay. Are you both me? No, I'm, I'm your husband. <laughs> oh great we're at the couple i just feel like until it's really smelling you're just wasting it's just trying to i'm just trying to save the you're environment i know i'm being super green you know what do you think they sell these in bulk until you're not sure what's in there you don't have to change it where is the wait okay let's i'm gonna ask all, all three of you where's the worst diaper explosion you've ever had like on your body, like on say, no, like the worst clothing? diaper, like the, the experience where something happened with a really poopy diaper. Where were you and what was the story? Because I know we all have a really bad diaper explosion story. I know okay. what mine is. Okay. I, I was at, it was like one of the first times I had like taken her out, like for a dinner, like my husband and I were out and we were at Chaconi's. Mm-hmm. And I was fully dressed up, like head to toe heels, like cute purse, like the whole bit. I was like feeling like feeling myself, you know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with a newborn like, baby. <laughs> yes, with a newborn baby. I'm like the big, you know, breastfeeding boobs. I'm like the whole thing. Oh, love it. Love it. But then all of a sudden I felt this like warmth, like because I was like oh. holding her and we were waiting in like to get to the table, like with the host. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, uh oh, uh oh, what's this? And I looked down. Oh, no. It was all over. Dad. Like, <laughs> no. It was just, <laughs> he was just like, what? Like, what am I? Sw-? I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like sweating, like freaking out, freaking out. Yeah. I had to run to the back of the car. I'm like, sweating, completely- hearing this. <laughs> 
I'm smelling. Like I'm like smelling something as you're talking. I'm like, I feel like I smell that. It's like smell. when somebody describes a good food and you're like, oh, I got this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. Right I'm right there. Oh with you. yeah. It's I'm up right your nostrils. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awful, awful. And I'm just running to the back of the car, open the hatch, you know, like the back of the car, trying to just clean her up like as best as I could just to like get it off first. Mm. Then I had to go into the bathroom. I was so embarrassed. Like there, yeah, that's, you know, a du- that's a hard, that's a, that's a, that's a tough shit. diaper yeah. story. And then, you know, needless to say, uh, we didn't keep the reservation. We just switched to a to-go order. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I know what mine is because mine was, I define this as like one of those moments that was, I felt was like the introduction to parenting mm-hmm. different than looking at your child for the first time different than that uh my i have i have two kids i have a six-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old when my my, when my first born my son was i don't even know like a couple months old we went on a little road trip to northern california to see some family and he's in the back and we were at that point he was young enough to where we were still riding in the back with him Mm -hmm. and uh but it was really hot out. It was summertime. It was, you know, we wanted, we were really hungry. We thought let's stop mm-hmm. for a burger. And so we, we stopped for a burger and we're in the drive through line and we're in the line far enough to where there's cars in front of us and cars behind us. So we're not going anywhere. And he starts making really weird noises. And I was like, he looks like he's going to throw up. I don't know why he's going to throw up, but he looks like he's going to throw what up. What were the noises? Can yeah, I hear them? You know, <laughs> Like, <laughs> noises a baby doesn't make uh, more. Uh, it was like, are you, what's coming, what's coming out of your body? Where's it coming from? And so I instinctively, I don't know if it's a good instinct or bad instinct, stick my hands underneath his mouth oh and he starts throwing up in oh my hands. God. Bad instinct. Oh my God. A, yeah, <laughs> hindsight, bad instinct. I feel like uh, I've done that with my husband before. I'm like, oh, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just catch it. So, you know. He overfills my hands. And so now there's pointless. And so now I just throw up all over him, all oh over my God. hands. Oh God. And then I then I hear him audibly shit his pants. I oh mean, God. To a point where it was like that. That was as much came out the back end. It just came out in the front end. It was a blend. Oh. It was a blend. And so <laughs> we're sitting in the drive through line. Can't go anywhere. He's strapped into his car seat. You know, we're, we have, the worst part is we're still have to wait for food, which is like the last. And like, who wants to eat? Up? Yeah, who wants to eat after that? <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, eventually get there. We pull our bag and we, we go around in the parking lot and we like take him out, pour out the car seat, oh, and God. throw like throw away all of its clothes. I mean, oh, it was like God. the worst pit stop ever. And that was when I really felt like. As if, as if I was standing outside of myself going, this is what it is. Yeah, I'm a this real dad. Gonna be I'm like. a this real dad. It doesn't yeah. get better than this. <laughs> People are seeing that too as they're driving to the drive-thru and go, we got to start eating better. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, that reminds me last time I got food poisoning. I was Mine in was- Paris. Oh, oh yeah. no, you tell me. You go first. You go oh, next. Okay. Uh, so it was, I, my daughter was uh, only a couple weeks old hmm. and it was the 2016 presidential primary. And my wife and I had gone back and forth and discussing who we were going to vote for because we. Who are you going to vote for? Just kidding. Just kidding. Imagine. I was like, let's. Let, I was like, really, let's get really political right no, now. No, I, I don't mind. Who the fuck were you going to vote for? Imagine <laughs> I was getting like super angry. Well, that was the thing. So we're in California. So it's like end. Blue state. And <laughs> thank you for coming. And, yeah, thank you for coming. Um, so we were discussing because we were like, we should. We have the mindset. I know a lot of people vote differently, like in couples and stuff. Um, but we were just kind of like, this. No. if we're going to go, uh, let's not just waste the vote. Let's make sure we're on the same page here. <laughs> like, so we were back. Or I'm going to leave like, you. <laughs> yeah, or I'm going to leave you. 
so we were back and forth on like Hillary or Bernie and it was what we we like landed on one and we both were like let's vote for you know we're gonna vote for Bernie but no, no matter who wins we'll vote for you know we'll support the other person we get there my wife goes in first because it's a newborn so you shouldn't bring them into like a voting booth most <laughs> <laughs> <was> clean right <laughs> And uh, my Learning daughter early. Then <laughs> blows out and just hear just a, a butt explosion in the back while yeah. I'm waiting. Oh, okay. So I'm going to clean her. It's my first like really bad car seat blowout. Then I'm shook. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, cleaning yeah. all this up. and my wife comes back and she's like, what happened? And I'm like, pale. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I just had an ordeal. And then I went and voted for the wrong person. Covered it. So, Did you really? Yeah. So we voted, we wasted the whole drive. Like we canceled each other's votes out. And it was, you voted for the wrong person because you were so shook by how much shit that you had on it yourself. Yeah, correct? I was just, I was, yeah, I wasn't sure if it wasn't still on me somewhere. I didn't Perhaps know what was, was happening. Perhaps it was foreshadowing too for what was to come. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah. I mean, I've had so many shit stories. I don't even know where to start, but um, I have a seven-year-old and a two-year-old. But my seven-year-old, when, you know, when you first have a kid, I was determined to not lose my sense of self. So we used to travel mm -hmm. everywhere. Now I have two kids. I'm like, what the, like, I would never get on a plane for 16 hours. I took her to like the Seychelles. That's a 19 hour <laughs> flight. Oh I was God. like, I would never. And now I know how horrible, like I thought that's just hell. It's hell for everyone. Everyone on the plane, me, her, it was horrible. So my daughter's been like to 19 countries. She's like traveled the world. My second has been to none because <laughs> um, I learned the hard way. And yes, there's COVID, but like I'd still road trips all the way. Um, but we were in France when she was one and a half years old and we were in a very fancy French restaurant and we, we got her to like calm down, giving her the mm -hmm. iPhone. Oh, I think there was iPhones. I was like, was there iPhone seven years ago? Yes, it was. Um, giving her the <laughs> iPhone. She was in the, you know, this very fancy place in France and she shat into her hair. Like oh. it just went up. Oh, it just oh, like, yes. it, it, yeah. and that's what I don't understand about poop. Like my poop, power blow. my poop it goes down. Up. Like, I don't understand how it goes up. Maybe it's because there's so much of it and there's like huge force behind it. I don't know, but it goes up and into her hair and she's covered in it. And they said to us, excuse me, <laughs> um, you need to, je prends un peu je leave, leave. So we were kicked out of the restaurant oh, wow. halfway through our meal. They made us pay for the meal, which is so crazy too. I was like, I just spent a hundred dollars like for a salad. They made us pay for the meal and they kicked us out of the restaurant because she had, I mean, look, understandably, who's going to finish their meal smelling that? But I just thought Apparent. that, was, that <laughs> I mean, yeah. which would not take their kid to an escargot restaurant in France. Um, they were like stupid Americans. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, that was my experience, but I don't change as many diapers as my husband. So, you know, he deals with a lot more poop than I do. He deals with a lot more shit, huh? He does, yeah, no, no pun intended. He does yeah. a lot more. He does a lot more of the like, me, like the menial, uh, the, the disgusting jobs. Let's put it that way. <laughs> How about you guys? Do you guys do like most of the like lion's share of the diaper changing and cleaning and that kind of stuff? Uh, yes. Um, mm. Except before pandemic, my wife was working in an office and I was the stay at home dad. Mm. Uh, now she's home and it's a little bit easier, but um, <laughs> actually it's easier, but my son's two now. So he's like grown up. So it's been a handful. So I'm going to cry when she goes back to work, <laughs> but 
uh, yeah, I do most of most of those jobs. Yes. Stay at home dad. We're yes. both stay at home dads. So oh, we've, we've done the lion's share of hair shit cleanup, if you will. <laughs> I love that. You guys do the nail painting, the hair, like mm-hmm. yep. all of it. So oh. when you see on TikTok, which you guys are, are big on TikTok, when you see, you know, there's like a whole side of TikTok that's like the mom TikToks, right? And mm-hmm. it's yeah. all about like, you know, kind of putting down the dads and they, we, you know, there's so many videos about like, Oh God, I wish my, my husband or my baby daddy or whatever would like clean up more or treat me better or all these things. Do you think there's a massive misconception about like a dad's role in society today? Or do you think it's changing? I think it's changing. I think there's truth to it because I mean, like think about any, think of any family television show that you can think of dad's an idiot. Mm-hmm. And the mom is a wreck because mm-hmm. she's doing everything by herself. And I feel like that's based on some truths of mm-hmm. men mostly worked all the time and women stayed home and went insane. And um, now it's different and more dads are going, staying home and more dads are more involved, but like society hasn't caught up with that. I feel mm-hmm. like so there is still that stigma. There is still a stigma with a lot of men and a lot of men still don't do things. They still don't know how to do things, but Mm -hmm. yeah, you get treated like an idiot all of the time. I remember uh, when my daughter was little, I was care. I was pulling her in like the little red, red wagon radio flyer. And I was pulling her and I heard a woman yell from across the street. You got to talk to her dad. You got to, you're supposed, you should be talking to her. It's your daughter. (laughs) And I was just like, and I didn't talk to my daughter for a year after that, because (laughs) (laughs) you're like, I'm going to show that woman. You will never learn how to talk. <laughs> but yeah, she's like four. She's like, can I please speak? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's yeah. No, I, I think there's you such know. a misconception. Yeah, yeah. go Roxy. No, I was just gonna say, I just think it's so interesting because we talk a lot on this show about mom shaming. You know, like about moms getting shamed by other moms yeah. and like mm-hmm. getting yeah. judged and all that. It mm-hmm. almost sounds like you got judged by another mom. So, like, mm-hmm. as dads, do you feel that? Do you get judged by like other dads, other moms? Like, how do you guys feel about that? I, I mean, I just told him a story the other day. We were talking about it on our on our podcast. I had to take my son to the orthodontist, his first ever orthodontist appointment. And they took a bunch of pictures of his mouth and kind of explained what the plan was going to be for the next year. We won't see him for a while, but when you come back, we're going to do this and that. And they gave me the rundown. And then immediately after she gave me the rundown, she said, and you know, if you want to have your wife call us, we can explain that to her. Or, and I'm just sitting there like, okay. you're just gonna do it right in front of me uh so it just there's just like kind of a lot of that and i don't know that's kind of also the reason we why we called ourselves dumb dad podcast or the dumb dads is was the lean into it we just lean into it it was like the joke that yes and yeah the dad you know just cannot help himself but barely survive a day Mm -hmm. where he had to spend two hours with his children you know it's Mm -hmm. and it's the stereotypical uh like kevin said um, sitcom dad, or, I mean, you look at dads in commercials too. I mean, it's, it's, it's all over the place. It's just what we're led to believe is acceptable as a dad or to be a dad. Um, and so we're, we're sort of doing it in, in spite of that, I guess. And the truth is somewhere in the middle, right? Right, Where it's like, mm -hmm. moms aren't perfect and dads aren't totally inept. It's somewhere in the middle where, and I think that's why we've, people have enjoyed us on like TikTok in our podcast because I feel like they've been like moms and dads are both like, yes, 
I do that too. I'm mm-hmm. terrible at that. I don't know how to do that because you don't know what we're doing. <laughs> and I feel like the narrative though is still like if a father stays at home and isn't working, right? Then mm-hmm. there's like this narrative that, you know, there's something wrong with the dy- dynamic or the guy. Like I've been working since I was 15 years old. We talk about this on our show a lot. And I like to, I like to make money. And it's, 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 just, it's the same when women say they like to make money. Mm-hmm. Women can't say that. Women are not a, like allowed to lo- like, like to work and men aren't allowed to not decide to work and do something else. And I think right. that we need to talk more about that, you know, because there are two people trying to make it work, trying to take care of their families, trying to earn an income. And that can look different in, in lots of different households. It's like whatever works for you. But I still think we're in this place in the world where we just love to judge what we don't understand because it makes us in some way feel better. Yeah. It justifies like your view, even if like deep down, you're like, I don't think this is totally right. But if I like judge you for your thing, it validates me a little bit more. I, when I started to be, when I first became a stay-at-home parent, it was right away. And it was actually that I was bartending nights and I was bartending really late, like nine to four a.m. Mm-hmm. And my wife was working an office job. And that's when we figured out like, oh, we would be able to do this and be fortunate enough to not have to spend money on like a nanny or, or daycare. And I would, I'd meet those guys at the bar that were, they would like finish the work and then they'd come to the bar, which is fine. And, mm-hmm. but then they would be like, oh, my wife's calling me wondering where I am. And it was just like, you're here, go home. Go, yeah, <laughs> go, see, to go see your kid. Yeah. And then, yeah. And they'd just be like, you stay home with your kid like during the day. And I was like, yeah, is what's happening. It's yeah. a hard job. It's a really hard job that I don't think people get anywhere close to the credit. Like I would rather, I love my kids, but I would rather work and then come home to my kids than be at home with my kids and then go work for an hour. Like that's how I'm designed. And that's what makes me a better mom. That's why COVID has been hard for me because I'm like, feel like I'm trapped Mm -hmm. without anywhere to go. And my work makes me feel a certain way about myself. And then I can be the mom that comes home and cooks and puts them down and loves them. And, you know, but that's just the way I'm made up, you know, and that's why everyone is so different. I think Roxy, you're the same as me. I, yeah, I am. I mean, I'm definitely a better mom when I have that time away for my, you know, for myself and for my own identity, because that's mm-hmm. an important part of who I am um, in what I do and everything. So for me, I think it makes me a better mom to be able to like step away and then come back feeling recharged and refreshed, mm-hmm. even though it's exhausting and tiring, you know, doing that too. But it's it, like, for so, it, it just makes me feel more whole, like to have right. that, all of that, you know? Do you both miss, what do you guys do? Are you in entertainment? <laughs> yes, we are both actors. actors. Uh, but if you yes. had a job and you were like filming a movie, you would more than likely want to be filming a movie and then come home to your kid. Yes, for sure. And I love how you guys both described that of it makes you a better mom is whatever it makes you. It's not you like your parenting is just for some people it is. And if that is your identity, that is your identity. If it's like, mm-hmm. I just want to be a mom. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's also nothing wrong with you being like, oh, I want that's I had this passion before kids and this passion didn't go away mm-hmm. when I had kids. So um, I just love how you phrase that, that it it is what makes you a better person is still doing what you love, mm-hmm. finding time for it, finding time for yourself, mm-hmm. um, because you do need to get away. And it is hard sometimes 
being a stay-at-home parent, I feel like COVID has been hard for a lot of people for um, obviously a myriad of reasons, but mm-hmm. most of all, like on the weekends, what's the difference for a stay-at-home parent? It's like Groundhog Day almost, right? It's Groundhog Day. It's yeah. like starts over again. And we've discovered recently that time has become irrelevant. Yeah. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, I have to, I have to do this. I have to text you what I wrote, texted my husband tonight. Okay. Do not read this until 7.30 because I'm venting. <laughs> That's the heading. That's already not good. This is, this is already what it said. Because I knew he had to like write. He's, he's writing a screenplay. So I was like, do not read this until 7.30 because it's a vent. That's the heading. Being inside all day with kids is a fucking nightmare. Nothing to do with you. Again, I'm not asking for you to fix it just for me to vent. Okay, here goes. It's like picking a scab. It's irritating and it sucks and that we're not designed to be cooped up like this. The reason everything is a mess is because they have nothing to do. They want to play. They want to move. They want to get out. Anyway, I'm over it. I need to change. I need to get I need to get up early. But the only reason I don't get up early is because the only time I have for me is at nighttime. So I'm too tired to get up in the morning. Anyway, make the I'll make the kids the proper breakfast this morning. Just venting again, not for you to fix. <laughs> what was the response? No her? response because I told him not to fix it. Not if, if I didn't say don't <laughs> fix no, it, didn't. it would be like he didn't take a sneak. Fault. Fault. He didn't take a sneak. <laughs> he's really gonna wait till seven thirty. I think he waited. I think oh he did because he knew that he would be anxious if he did. But like well, that's he didn't how wait till seven thirty to read it. But if he's but, smart, he will. <laughs> he'll wait to respond until about yeah. seven forty three. Yeah. <laughs> But that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like these kids need to move. They need to get out. They need to be active. And it's just like, you feel like you're a failure when everyone's just going crazy inside because you feel like you should do something about it, but you just need to accept, I don't know. Maybe we just need to accept where we are in the world right now. We have to accept where we are because we're in the middle of this fucking pandemic. I mean, it's getting better, but you know, it's like, we've all been trapped for like a year and it's like, You know, right? And we talk we talk about a lot of times on this podcast too is just giving ourselves grace to like mm-hmm. be wherever we are, whatever that looks like at the moment, you know, mm-hmm. and just kind of like breathe through it and deal. I will say therapy helps, you know, like it I therapy is a good thing. Yeah. Thank you, Tamin, for that. It was <laughs> like, girl, it's yeah. time. It's time. And you therapy- think I'm a mess now, Roxy? Imagine me without therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? Do you guys do therapy? Uh, I have done it before. I'm a very anxious person. So I have, um, I've, I've worked with a therapist before uh, on many occasions just to learn how to, and this is actually before kids, which is probably more beneficial in hindsight now, now than I even realize <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, mental health is such an, People don't talk about it enough, even though it's been a big thing to talk about the last couple of years, especially this year, this past year. I mean, we used to go because we were we're comedy partners. We've worked together for a long time. We, And so when we both first had kids, we would do activities together because we're both actors. We're both essentially stay at home dads until mm-hmm. let's say one of us got an audition. We could get each other's back, watch each other's kid, you know, the whole thing. But we used to go to the zoo with our kids we, during the day because we had the day free. We could go to the park, we could go to the zoo, we could do whatever. And then that's just was just been pretty much turned off for a year. Mm-hmm. And so we've, after a while, we had chosen to pod together so that we could, our families mm-hmm. could spend and our children could spend time together. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's been, you know, especially this year has been really, really tasking on everybody and, uh, you know, parents especially, it's been interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, did, I think therapy needs to be normalized for so many reasons in this country. And a big one is like, I was I went into therapy when I was much younger and then haven't since. And then this past year has been, just brings up a lot of stuff. Uh, that's not great. And <laughs> so I looked into getting therapy and I was, I had really good health insurance and everyone that I could reach or contact, none of them took my health insurance yeah, and right. I couldn't afford them. So no, there's an no. app by the way. Oh yeah. That I, that I, I'm not, that I'm not, uh, I'm not as commercial. They don't pay. They don't pay. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, everyone who wants to listen, this is the next sponsored post. No, it's not. Um, there's an app. I call it the CVS app. I don't even know why I call it that, but it's because it's like an inexpensive, um, you know, you don't get the best red wine, but you might get the CVS version of wine, but it's like 200 bucks a month. That was the trick. Sessions. It, does. it does. Yeah. It's a trade. Like you don't like, you're not fully fixed, but you're like a little bit better. Um, <laughs> it's not therapy. It's therapy product. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just talk the whole time. My product. Therapy nothing ever, yeah. Nothing really gets fixed, but it's four sessions for uh, like 200 bucks. So, oh, cool. which is great, you know, mm. but therapy does, it needs to be accessible. And yeah, I've been going to therapy for fucking 10 years, man. Like, I don't even know. My fights look like this. <laughs> so I can, I can tell, um, actually, you know what? You tell me how you're feeling because I am sensing that you're frustrated and it's coming out as anger because anger is not a primary emotion. So your anger is coming from your fear. So can you tell me what you're afraid of? It's like, where did you get a notebook? He's like, I ju just need you to change. I just need you to change the diaper. Yeah. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. So obviously you're frustrated, which means you feel like you're, you know, not getting, you're not being heard. Oh my God. It's so annoying. It's just, it's just, been, it's been two hours in that diaper. That's all. <laughs> yeah. that's all, that's all. It's literally all it is. Yeah. It is it's fear changed. that it's going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> oh my That's god! Amazing, I have to though. say too. I, I have to say too because when I first started watching you guys on TikTok. For people that do not watch, you guys have got to watch them on TikTok because mm -hmm. they're so funny. The videos oh, are you. so funny, and you're welcome. And I love the creepy kid series because <laughs> we all know what that is, right? So, what is like the creepiest thing that your kids have ever done? Um, I made it. It was the. In the creepy kid TikTok I did was a hundred percent real as I came into the bath and my daughter had uh, like a an old water bottle that we just let them use to play with uh -huh. half filled with water and a doll naked upside down just head dunked in there like head first in the head first this <laughs> is <laughs> just like why <laughs> my daughter always comes up to me and she's like I want to cut the hair off my dolls and I'm like you're like okay uh -oh. okay. <laughs> okay and she's like and then cut their legs off <laughs> i'm like oh, okay <laughs> what about you rocks oh, okay so this is funny we were just at dinner like the other night and um we were talking about there was like another family there they have a little one the same age and we were playing that game would you rather like you know this or that and i guess like potty because they're six years old so potty like stuff is really funny to them right now so they were like oh, would yeah. you rather like eat your poop or eat your pee or like you know it's like <laughs> yeah that Thing. my daughter pipes up and she goes would you rather die because your head got sliced off or somebody <laughs> stabbed you i was like oh my god i'm gonna go head yeah. definitely head yeah <laughs> right i would like the head slicing much quicker yeah, my daughter's been doing this thing when she comes in she goes oh my god mom i think my brain's playing tricks on me because like i think i want to shoot you and i was like <laughs> <laughs> 
He says, I'm really sad that I'm thinking about that because I really love you. And I was like, well, you're not going to shoot me then. She's like, but what if I do? And I'm like, well, you have to find a gun. She's like, well, what if I find a gun? I'm like, you're seven. It's going to be maybe in Texas. You can at seven. Um, But I was like, you know, you're not going to find a gun. She's like, well, what if someone drops one on the floor and I pick it up and then shoot you? I'd be so upset. And I was like, oh, God. And then she goes, but at least you go, when you go to heaven, everything tastes good. So don't worry. I was like, oh, my gosh. It's like they get so much they get more existential earlier than I ever, ever thought about that sort of stuff. That's amazing. Don't worry, mom. When I bring the heat. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Food's gonna taste great in heaven, so you got nothing to worry about. <laughs> she definitely thought it through, Tim, and she has yeah. has it all planned out. Don't bring the kid to a police station; they'll be like, "Oh God, there's guns everywhere!" Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and man. I'm worried about everyone shooting each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, dads, I want to ask you what because I I want to do a little bit of like what can each sex do better? Okay, mm-hmm. so like, what do okay. you think, women or moms or how, how women how do you think women could communicate better to guys Ooh. that's a great question i would love evan to answer it oh yes i was ready for that <laughs> question um I, how can we be better without communication just men to women or women to men in yeah, general women to men in general because there's a lot of confusion it seems like too. very confused like my husband's like wait i don't know like are you mad like he doesn't mm. quite understand mm. all the time I think a lot of it, I mean, it could just be personality things. I don't know. That's difficult to I don't to speak for too many people. But in, in my situation, my wife and I are different in the way that if something is either frustrating us or whatever it is, I want to just, let's talk about it right now. Like, I don't want to wait to talk about this, you know, like, and then have a, like a tough conversation five hours from now or whatever. Like, I want to just talk about it right now while I feel like I can talk about it. Um, because otherwise I kind of lose interest in, not lose interest in it, but in the way that, I'll forget what I wanted to say or I'll forget because I'm so I'm, I have no problem letting things go because my wife is my wife. She's my best friend. We go through life together, everything. So if it's something's going to really bother me that much, I'll say it, but otherwise I'll know she's probably just frustrated. It's not that big of a deal, Mm -hmm. but where she needs to like think about it for a little bit and wants to come back when she's more calm or can explain herself better or something. And so I think it's just understanding who you're talking to and mm-hmm. their process they need to go through. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the safest way I could say anything bad about my wife on a podcast. <laughs> well, you haven't listened to Al's because yeah. we go there. <laughs> Poor Roxy's husband's like, I don't want to come back. Yeah. After she's heard the, he's, he's heard this podcast. He's like, please stop talking about me, okay? Uh, <laughs> it's interesting because I feel like women, my husband said to me, like, he's like, well, you manipulate. And it's interesting because I don't think I actually manipulate. I think it's something that women do. I see it in my daughters. They're two and seven. Mm. It's something that's innately in women that they try to get what they want. So they try different tactics and how to get it. And I feel like a lot of women, I wouldn't say the whole, I'm not going to generalize all women, but I would say a lot every one of my friends, every woman I know (laughs) that when they want something, they'll try different tactics instead of just saying like, if they wanted an apology, even let's say they wouldn't say, you know what? You really hurt me, really hurt me. I feel vulnerable saying this, but I would Mm -hmm. like an apology. They kind of get aggressive and they try to get an apology by like maybe saying something else to them that makes them feel bad. Mm. It's like women do these little things and these little tricks 
Um, I saw on a TikTok and it was I, the first time I thought that no one else had done this. I don't know, Roxy, if you do this, mm. but like you're upset and then you cry like a little harder while you're in bed to like make sure he can like, <laughs> you guys are like, you guys are crazy. You cry just a little harder. So you're like, and you're in the room and you're crying and you're like, why the fuck isn't he coming in here? So you cry even harder. And I saw that on TikTok and I was like, oh my goodness, because there was millions of people who were like, yeah, I do that. And I thought I was the crazy one, but I realized that it's maybe just what women have been told to do. I don't know. I see it in my kids and their girls. So I don't know. Roxy, what do you think? I mean, I think for me, well, you know, my deal, I don't like to be that vulnerable, like mm -hmm. emotionally. So mine usually comes out more as like anger, you know, mm -hmm. it's more like that. So, but I think like the times when I have gotten emotional and like actually cried and like shown my vulnerability, but vulnerability, he kind of gets like a little confused because I don't normally go that route. Mm -hmm. So then he feels really, really bad, you know? Um, but I think, yeah, no, I think definitely, um, you know, I see it in my daughter too. I see like her, and it might be like a kid's thing too at this age, but I do see like the manipulation wheels turning with her. Oh, and, yeah. Like, Seeing how, and she's starting to do the thing where she's pitting, a, pitting us against each other a little mm -hmm. bit, you know, mm -hmm. like she'll be like, well, mommy said this, but no, daddy said that. And it'll be like a back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think, I think there is manipulation there. What do you I guys think? More, I would More for women than men. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Well, for sure. I, I like to think that just women in general are incredible tacticians. I think that they just nice come. Way to put it. No, that's right. I just You're think not getting in trouble by any woman think, today. I just think, I just think, <laughs> we'll, well, well, manipulative is just like, it's very specific to like a, per, like a certain part of like what you'd have a problem with where in other scenarios, maybe my, I'll see my wife fixing a problem that has nothing to really do with her to a degree. And she'll still have all these different angles. Um, our father-in-law moved in with us and he's a very stubborn man. And I just love watching someone else try to fight with her. Because he just just, <laughs> just knocks him around with all these different ideas. And I think maybe that goes back to how the world has been for so long with this yes. expectation of men working and women not. So mm. not to say that men at jobs don't have a lot of responsibility and don't have 20, 30, 50 things on their plate at their mm. job. They do. But for most people, that was just the job, do the job, and then go home. In the meantime, the wife's worrying about everything else. And I think mm -hmm. that's just been an expectation of women mm -hmm. for so long that you need to know how to do every little possible thing and think of every doomsday scenario mm -hmm. of how this is going to go wrong. You need to be able to, and I think that's just ingrained in women, whether they have kids or not, that they can just, I'm just blown away with how fast my wife could destroy any argument I have, which is why <laughs> I have won every <laughs> single fight I've had with her yeah. um, in the car alone. Cause I do it. <laughs> Cause I do like a trial run and she's yeah. like really bad at fighting me in my head. <laughs> and then, and then I go home and I apologize. <laughs> Maybe it's also, you say like to, 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 um, it might also be to get what they want to, because again, in society, it's like, it's very hard for women to get what they want. So they do mm -hmm. have to figure out different angles because Ooh. it's not like, it's not the easiest thing to get, you know, the best job or be the top of your game. Like so many positions, like gatekeepers sure. are not yeah. women, you know, right. even mm -hmm. in the film business, I think it's like 
I don't know. I don't want to say it's just by like something like 10% of women, even less than that are like directors right. yeah. um, or like writers. It's like, there's not a lot of um, women in gatekeeper positions. Mm-hmm. So it's like to get there, you kind of, and to let more women in, you kind of have to figure out what you want and you have to figure out different tactics and how to get it. And you're mm-hmm. right. Like yes. maybe it's just, maybe we've just learned it throughout, throughout the years. Yeah. It's Never. evolved, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, but even when you do get to those positions, it's hard because you don't get paid the same as a woman, you know? Mm -hmm. So even when you do reach those, like, that, when you are at the top of the game, you're still fighting, you Mm -hmm. know, to get, to make equal pay and things like that. And it's always such slow progress, too, because, like, somebody will make a big announcement that this woman is directing a movie and everybody's like that's awesome that's great and then the next 30 movies will be men because everybody's still riding the high of that at one time oh mm-hmm. right they're like back in 2003 <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah we it's like as if well we let one do it once and so now we're going to get back to what yeah i mean yeah it is like incremental change but i do think yeah i do think that's a big part of why women are tacticians <laughs> so you guys are both actors correct mm-hmm. yeah how is that felt like in you know i'm an actor as well how does that feel in the pandemic are you going nuts do you feel depressed that there's no work or do you feel like everything will change when the pandemic's over how's it been being an artist in the pandemic um for me uh it was definitely really depressing for a long Mm -hmm. time um I wasn't going in for anything. And then once I, twice I went in for something, I was like, this isn't safe. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> why People are, are breathing this? on me. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And it wasn't great, but uh, it was depressing. And honestly, that was actually how I got into TikTok because I've been writing and doing comedy for a long time and uh, 15 years or something. Mm-hmm. So to, when I, my wife told me about TikTok, I had the same stigma everybody else did, which is like, that's a, that's a kid app. That's a yeah, 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 yeah. And then I, I went on it and I was like, oh, and my, it was, it was my wife's idea of like, you should bring, you should bring the dumb dads onto this. And mm-hmm. then we started doing it and it was just feels so good to do something, but I'm, I'm nervous for when things go back. I don't know if, it, if, cause there's a lot of businesses not acting that are just like, oh, this is easier. Um, you're working from home from now on mm-hmm. and just to be doing this stuff. Me personally, I thrive better as a comedian and just an actor in general with an audience. So of course. if I'm in a room with somebody, I will always do better than, uh, here's some sides and a camera and uh, get this back to me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. okay. So mm-hmm. I'm enjoying the TikTok, but. <laughs> <laughs> the self-tapes for me has been amazing just because. I used to get such, like, you get such bad panic attacks before. Okay. an audition and yet oh. you know give me the job like i've had a few offer offers in my career and it's great you know because mm-hmm. like i'm on set and i'm fine but i just i think i want it so badly that the anticipation just works me up and i know that i don't do my best in the room um so when it's <laughs> my poor husband taping me sometimes we do like 50 takes oh my mm. god poor guy um but at least and that's maybe a control thing, but at least you're giving something that you are proud of. Um, so that's I actually true. hope that self tapes never go away, but I hope act, uh, you know, I hope being back on set, obviously, For obviously sure. gets back, but um, I feel like it's a mixed bag. I, I do appreciate the self tape and the way that it's, I don't have to drive into Hollywood or wherever I need to go like four or five times a week, 
to do an initial audition. I would love for it to maybe at least be the first couple rounds is a self tape mm. or something. And then when it gets really into the, the nuts mm-hmm. and bolts and who they're really considering, then you can br- be brought in mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. then they can really see it in person. Um, I think that probably helps in a lot of ways for the industry, but yeah, I don't know. It's I've the same for me. That was depressing in a way because I'm such a creative person. I'm an artist in many ways. I like to make things, you know, and so for everything to be turned off was like a real moment, you know? And mm-hmm. so at, on top of that, we're stay at home dads because sort of our scenario worked out so well. We're, we're actors. And so mm-hmm. really I need to go to work for a couple times a week if I have an audition or something, but otherwise I'm free, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so for that to be turned off, if the, certainly felt the pressure, like, well, I'm not, how can I really be contributing to this family financially if I can't even have an opportunity mm-hmm. to do that? Um, and I think, yeah, probably just wanting to get our experiences out there. TikTok has been like a cool way for us to mm-hmm. share our experiences and make light of it, make, mm-hmm. you know, turn crazy situations we've been in as parents into comedy uh, for other parents to watch, enjoy. Yeah. You know, we just put our comedy through a parenting filter mm-hmm. and then put it out there. Do you think your audience, is it mostly like moms or is it mostly dads or is it like pretty equally it's mixed? It's 80% uh, women and Yeah, I followed you. 20% men. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we checked out the analytics. We check out the analytics pretty regularly and it's 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 80% women. Which was cool. We did not, ex- I don't know what we expected. I think we just wanted to put something else out there for people to try to find, you know? And mm-hmm. so once it started uh, doing well, we looked and thought, well, that's, I guess I didn't expect it yeah. to be so many moms following us. And how mm-hmm. many times in the comment sections, they're like, I feel so seen. Thank you for posting this or thank you for... Mm-hmm what you guys are doing and that we did not expect that we're just trying to make people laugh, you know, and, and, and needed another creative outlet to stay busy and and keep our minds working. Um, And so the, the pouring in of appreciation from parents, but especially from moms. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of stay at home moms as well that Mm -hmm. feel seen or just feel maybe not spoken for, but, you know, just recognize for the things that we go through as parents Mm -hmm. that it's difficult to explain to people, you know, and raising and kids is like a yeah. universal experience too, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like when you're, I think that the TikToks and the Instagram accounts that do really well, um, when you take away all the bullshit ones, which is the fake, fake, fake stuff about everything looking so perfect is yeah. being relatable because mm-hmm. again, when you feel like you're being seen and heard, then you don't feel alone. And that's the big mm-hmm. thing in the, mm-hmm. in life, not even just in COVID. So COVID, yes, especially, but in life we all feel lonely like even Mm -hmm. i think that you know with technology we feel like it's brought us together and it has in so many ways but i also believe that it's you know taken us away from our families you know sometimes i'm on my phone just flicking and i'm like why aren't i here with my child so it's like bringing people together when they're feeling their loneliest and i think that when you do that through comedy especially when you make someone laugh um that's such an incredible way to make them feel like they're not alone too. Yeah. Comedy is for me is, you know, is when I relate to people the most. Yeah. I'm sure you guys have this with your podcast. Um, but we get messages personal, like private messages and on like Instagram and stuff from people that open up to us about like Mm -hmm. people we've never met, people we've never talked to about like things they're going through and like, 
how they're grateful for the, me making fun of how creepy my daughter is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh, okay. I didn't, I just, a lot of surprises happen during these videos and we mm-hmm. were grateful that we're like making, we want to make people laugh. We didn't want to make them feel seen and yeah, happy for that reason is, is not feel alone. Like you said, so the words I was looking for. Um, is really gratifying and mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure you get the same thing doing this podcast as well. Yeah. It's about creating community, like you're saying. And yeah. I think women especially resonate with that, you know, and moms, because it's really kind of um, it can be very lonely, you know, when you're a parent and when you're a mom and mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you're a dad too, you know I mean? And you're in this sort of pandemic and I think like what you guys are doing, it just like, it brings so many people together and it's so nice. Yeah. Like you're saying, it's so nice to laugh but it's also really funny that you guys do it through like a dad's eyes because mm-hmm. we do see a lot of the mom stuff you know on tiktok mm-hmm. and i just think it's really creative like to have it through like a stay-at-home dad's perspective mm-hmm. do you ever worry about the views see that's my biggest problem mm-hmm. i've my whole life has been like you know started acting at 15 it's always about doing well success 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 right mm-hmm. and you're trained at 15 to be like it's all about the views. Not that there was social media back then, but it's like your show has to do well and whatever movie you have to do has to do well because then you get another job. And when you've been doing it for so long, you think like, I don't, I don't want to lie and say that the views don't matter to me. They do. And then it almost takes away when the views matter, it almost takes away the beauty of, of any of it, you know, because it's like, you're just, you're, you're almost creating videos for the audience instead of creating videos that you are connected to and why you want to do it. So do you, do you care about the views? Um, I do. Uh, I, I'm probably too obsessed with the views. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And it ruins it. it, (laughs) For me, it ruins it. It does ruin it a little bit. I cannot figure out TikTok for the life of me. I know it It seems like we kind of have, but uh, there's this AI algorithm that's a mess and it's all over the place. But one thing that I've figured out and kind of inspires me to be obsessed with the views mm-hmm. is the fact that for people that don't know, TikTok, I'll be real quick. There's two things. There's a page where you can watch everybody who you follow. And there's mm-hmm. a page of like, based on what you follow, mm-hmm. I think you'd like this. And that's the algorithm. When you put a new video out, it doesn't always go to the people that follow you. Mm-hmm. It goes out to new people. So I try to treat every video like right, this is an opportunity to find someone else to share my jokes and whatever with another person. And I think that's why I, I, it's probably unhealthy. It is unhealthy. The algorithm is so screwed addiction. up. Don't you think it's so screwed up? Like I, and, and it, it people who don't know algorithms, right? But like I had a video on TikTok that did like 20,000 and then on reels did 16 million explain that to me because then i think to myself we cannot (laughs) then i I think to myself then then how is these people liking it like that makes no like the platforms also are very different so what works for one doesn't work for another and you would think well that's yeah Wild. We're certainly finding that as well, where we feel like our we're doing we're growing really quickly on TikTok and putting these videos out there. Um, I will also interject really just and say that we we've also we also speak about it a lot, like not trying to focus on the views so much because there's also videos where you have an idea and you think like, oh man, this is going to be difficult for me to pull off. It's probably going to take me a day or maybe more than a day to film because I have right. to make it really tight transitions and make it really really dialed in as to what the video I'm trying to make you know, that video won't do quote unquote well. Um, 
and then a video it could and you think <laughs> it will but then you yeah, do a video never that, like, like, oh i have a quick idea and i go shoot it and it, it, and it goes viral five minutes mm-hmm. and it goes kind of nuts you know it's just a million views or six hundred thousand views or whatever and you think like well, I why what's the difference i have no idea and so we speak about just make sure you think it's funny like i honestly just think i hope kevin thinks this i hope kevin laughs if i can make kevin laugh then we're good because i know that you know mm-hmm. Yeah, we're buddies. We talk a lot about comedy. We, you know, we've been doing comedy for so long. If if he thinks this is funny and I think it's funny, then it's fine because, yeah. you know, but it's hard not to when we're, you know, we're trying to also build something yeah. mm-hmm. that we want it to grow. And if a video or two or three in a row or whatever doesn't do well, you think like, man, what are we missing here? You know, mm-hmm. when it could just be, I don't know what, you know, it could be something yeah. unexplainable that we can't control. Yeah. It's also financial that people don't understand too. It's like at some point you build yourself to a brand where you're actually being able to create an income so that, yeah, if you're not going on set every day, you can create an income from home and still have your kids and your wife can still work. So it's like, there's a lot of pressure that's tied into it. So, you know, people sometimes say, well, if it stresses you out so much, then just leave it. And it's like, but you can't just leave it because ultimately you want an income at some point as well, you know? So it's like how you survive. Yeah. I mean, and the stress is, is annoying, but also sometimes like inspiring. Like I want to get this done. My wife, like I said, like coming on TikTok was her idea. Mm. And so it's her, her fault is what you're saying. Every, yeah. time I, every time I have bad news, <laughs> I, mean her, I said, you did this to me. You've ruined me. I am. <laughs> but no, it is that. And it is really important. And my wife does like, make sure that she's like okay go ahead do your thing yeah. and like it seems silly to be like okay i gotta make a tiktok i know <laughs> like, <laughs> every but, tuesday we make gals by the way so it's so, so weird so funny. oh yeah so do you think because you guys have done so well on tiktok has that helped like the whole brand like have you been able to monetize so much more and like have you gotten more like business opportunity particularly out of that like sort of tiktok like the things the good things that have happened to you on tiktok well we've actually done all this in four months oh wow right um it is happening now Mm -hmm. is i guess our point um but it was like we're doing the the podcast for about two years right before my son was born Mm -hmm. and that was fun and and then we're doing the instagram and stuff like that and and we went on tiktok and right away it was like it hit because like instagram i I struggle with Mm -hmm. um, memes and all that stuff and I, Mm -hmm. i didn't really and twitter is a dumpster fire Mm-hmm. And so to be able to like, I like writing and performing. I did sketch, like I said, I did sketch comedy forever. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay. So this, so doing that, yeah, it has been and is inspiring to be like, oh, okay. So I'm, I was auditioning pretty regularly mm-hmm. before all this happened and now it's stopped. And to be able to find a creative outlet that I'm doing, writing, performing, it, it just feels good. And it does, I, I mean, I hope more comes from it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, um, yeah, our, our podcast is almost at two years. And we always mm-hmm. say, like, when we talk to people on TikTok or that it's sort of like long form of our videos. We mm-hmm. we go over what we do daily. Do we have any struggles? We always have, like, dumb, we talk about dumb parenting moments. We, um, But if I was to pick something that would do well, mm-hmm. TikTok has been a pretty healthy thing to do and go well for us considering we both like doing it. We both like creating things, creating videos, yeah. sketches, mm-hmm. jokes, you know, and that's what it is. And and to have like a medium like that, that has gone well for us has been, has been pretty awesome. Yeah. I actually love it. You know, even during the, um, the election, it was just so nice to, I don't know, get on and, 
there was things to laugh like things mm. weren't taking not everything was being taken too seriously mm. um i feel like i can connect with or like see through a different lens other people's lives mm. um video just connects with me in that way and i feel like it's like it's not about the filters and the beautiful bodies or whatever it's just the reality of of humans you know mm -hmm. and i think that's what really connects us and obviously it's massive now but i think at some point it's going to be people from all different walks of life mm -hmm. ages which it is now but it's going to start to steer towards that because i feel like we need that in our lives to like you know take a little look at other people's mm -hmm. you know lives in a different way so does it gets like creativity out there for sure you know hey should we do a never have i ever before we go roxy soxy <gasps> yes we should we haven't done that in a yeah, while so let's do it, do it. So never much. have i ever so you just yep. uh we say something and you say never <laughs> or <laughs> i have i guess oh god okay so we don't say never we don't say have we just say never if we haven't done it you we say, don't really know the rules. Okay. Even though we've done it like 150 <laughs> times now, um, yeah. we don't really know how it goes. So I guess you just say, I have. I don't know. You'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Okay. Real, real professional over here. Okay. Never have I ever. Wait, can we get naughty or are we not allowed to be naughty? <laughs> I mean, we're, what's happening? <laughs> we're always naughty. I guess. Okay. Um, okay. Never have you, I ever slept with a celebrity. Ooh. You, you don't have to say who. You just have to say I have or never. You don't have to be like, oh my God, I can't say that I slept with Drew Barrymore. Like, we, we don't have to say a name. <laughs> you can yeah, always never. do what it rhymes with. Never, never. They're thinking really hard. Oh, never. No, never. They're like, hmm, that time. Like, I don't know so many. Um, Roxy, have you? Um, slept with a celebrity. Okay, <laughs> something is that with what a you celebrity? Mean? Wow, what do you mean something with a celebrity? Roxy's getting technical. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, like what base are we talking? Yeah, what's... I think Roxy's getting tactical. Yeah. I'm getting very tactical. Okay, I'm an expert <laughs> tactician. Okay, have you? I, I think you have. You think I have? Yeah. By the way, you're dodging I, I the think question. Is, I'm going to go with yeah. This is my mom. yeah. <laughs> By I the way, mean, you're saying his name. Um, <laughs> I'm it. Have you? Tam and Sursaw? I can't remember how. I've slept with so many people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was my husband. I've been with my husband 15 years. Isn't that crazy? We're talking about pre-husband before. I know. I only had a short window, Roxy. <laughs> I met him at 22. Actually, you know what? I do know one of yours because you told me. Who was oh. it? Don't say Should now. Should we step up for a second? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was somebody, yeah, I think he's a pretty big celeb now. Oh, uh, yeah. Remind me later. Those were the years that Remind I don't later. remember. <laughs> he sounds memorable. <laughs> <laughs> he really rocked my world. <laughs> he blew your mind that you don't remember yeah. it. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh. I wrote them all down once. Did you? Uh, you wrote them all down. down. Oh, yeah, yeah that's a good I one. I, look, I lost my virginity at 18 and I met my husband Ooh. at 22, 23. It wasn't like that much time. But again, I did date every Jonathan from um, Fairfax to <laughs> John <laughs> <Beach>. <laughs> Um, Every doorman named Jonathan I've 
been there. So I just needed to get in. <laughs> yeah, I just need, yeah, or I just needed to get in the club, and I thought that's what you had to do. So um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a great club. So it was it was a great story. But thank God I met my husband at twenty two. <laughs> Goodness, <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> what would have happened? <laughs> okay. okay, so Roxy's a maybe. I'm a, I'm an apparently. <laughs> Roxy has to check with the other half. Did we? I know, I know, I know. I'm like, mm, okay, I'll get back to you oh, on that. Question for you. <laughs> yeah. Ray okay. masks. Um. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I didn't sleep with him, Roxy. I just, you know. What? Anyway. <laughs> so I didn't sleep with him. No, he's he's a massive star. Yes, for sure. I know Ray? what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You didn't give the best reviews, I have to say. No. No. <laughs> I want to be in the chat room of this podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think it is? Ooh. Okay, Roxy, Roxy, your turn. Okay. Never have I ever, let's see. Never have I ever gotten so drunk at a Hollywood party that I ended up in somebody else's, like in a random person's bed the next day. You're going still down this route. Oh, I yeah. might as well take a drive. Might as well take a drive. <laughs> Their wives are like, um, they're like, know you're like, never gonna let your wives listen to this book. <laughs> Roxy, like, confidently, husband. never. Yeah. <laughs> Rox- <laughs> never. Never gotten drunk. <laughs> also, <laughs> what are you talking about? It. Spirits? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're being excited. Roxy right obviously has because all these questions <laughs> are like, that's so specific. She's like, I mean, it's like you didn't end up at Crescent Six Four Four. You weren't at Garden of Eden in two thousand and three doing this. Yeah. Where were you? Exactly. <laughs> no, I never did that. Although one time, I think I told you this, Roxy. One time, so, I, I remember I was like at a guy's place, and I was looking in his bedroom. He had a clock on the wall, and it said like four forty-five a.m. And I thought at that moment, I was like, I need to reassess my choices. <laughs> Because I was like, I don't even, you know, we'd, we'd gone on a few dates, but I was yeah. like, it's not what I want to be doing with my life. Like was his name Jonathan? Was his name Jonathan? Actually, it was. <laughs> Fairfax Jonathan. Fairfax it actually, Jonathan. it actually was. It actually that was. was. Initial question. Is your name yeah. Jonathan? No. Yeah. Okay. Pass. No way. <laughs> but no, see, no, I had a Jonathan, a, 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 a Jason, a, like not, not, and I sound like I've slept with the entire phone book. Um, No, but I've like. Kissed a lot of J names. <laughs> That's such a J, funny J, Jason. I mean, they're in if they're a J. Jill. John, <laughs> James. Don Jillian. Um, Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> Jingleheimer Schmidt. All right, fine. That was, yeah. that was back then. Okay, my turn. Never yep. have I ever. God, I don't know. Stolen something. Ooh, and it can be little, and it can be when you were like ten. Oh, I have. I did. I stole something. Yeah. What would what I stole? My I stole something from my grandmother. (laughs) You're bad. I was like, oh, he's not so bad. I was like, that is the that's a bad person. Her ashes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I stole stole her body. I stole my grandmother. Uh, No, when I was a kid, my grandmother had one of those cool like things you look through and it's a bunch of little mirrors in there. And so not a kaleidoscope kind of thing, but like, a, I don't know what, I don't know how to describe it. It was just something you look through and it's like crystal, you know, repetitive. So you're like, you don't need that. And I just thought, I just, I was probably like, I don't know. I was probably like 10 or something. 
and it was it was really nice it was like a beautiful hand carved like wooden one and i just decided that i wanted it and i like put it in my whatever backpack or something and took it home and my mom's like did you take this from her <laughs> so she and i've never felt <laughs> i mean like man it's one thing to like steal candy from a store and be like hey you can't do that but like right. the, the way that like when my how my mom she didn't i just remember her like saying it puts it in per, into perspective in a way that like that's not yours and that's your grandmother's i felt instantly so awful so yeah awful. no you should <laughs> and uh yeah definitely did it was uh, i mean that's up there with like how bad I've felt for something just mm. like not thinking about it in the moment and then in retrospect like well that's kind of not the right thing to do did you really dramatically, <laughs> really dramatically put it back in her coffin of the wake <laughs> yeah no I just tossed it in here grandma I'm giving this you, back did to you, you. Save it? did you yeah. save it for the time you did shrooms I mean no I honest, right? <laughs> <laughs> that would have effed anyone up <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my mom made me like bring it back and tell her that I did it and everything. It was awful. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. There was a there's a in New York, there's in the story of Queens, there's a beer garden, the mm. Bohemian beer garden, pretty pretty popular place. And they'll give you huge glass beer steins. Mm. And people were known to steal them. And I had definitely partaken. And it got to the point where security searched you on the way out. Oh god. And that inspired me. Oh, to steal them steal. more um, <laughs> because I was convinced I could do it. And I stole it, four of them and never got caught. And what did you hide? You just hid them like in your clothes or whatever? I, would, I had tucked one down by my ankle because they weren't like patting you down completely. Uh-huh. And then and they that, didn't notice you had broken your ankle. <laughs> and then, <laughs> nope. And then, it, and the one that I, I stole like two or three in one go, which was where I had like cargo shorts on and I put one in each pocket and one down my back. And then I had my two friends carry me out. Like I was hammered. Oh my God. <laughs> that was like an elaborate, that's Good an elaborate plan. Story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, still have one, I still have one of those glasses. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I have never stolen anything. I, I just used to like, I'm on that show Pretty Little Liars for seven years. And I would just like, go home in the clothes not the, not the clothes but like they they give you like sweatshirts and stuff and they were yeah. so comfy like sweatpants because it was like 4 a.m in the morning 2 a.m you're doing a night shoot and you're so cold oh, they yeah. give you like those booties and like you're just, like all warm and then i would just like take it home <laughs> and then you stole more than that tamman from your show i'm sure what no i didn't because my character was like a villain crazy ass you know she wasn't like a fashionista mm. um but you mm. you, you just this those kind of things like you're like they don't really need the sweats back <laughs> you know <laughs> and now i have like 300 pairs of sweats from all the shows that know but they're just things like that where you're like oh, i guess it's stealing i guess i'm a that bad. and just a bunch of jonathan's hearts is the only thing <laughs> there you go i don't think they really care <laughs> i think they were there for the good time <laughs> they did not well no one guy, one guy, I broke his heart. No, maybe a couple, but one of them, um, <laughs> he he wanted to pay for my. I, I had hair extensions back then. <laughs> oh my god! And I broke up with him, and he wanted to pay for my hair extensions, even though I kept saying that like we're over. And he walked into the hair salon, and he started crying. Hey, guys, this does not happen. It does not happen with my husband. Believe me, he does not like me get away with anything. And he was sobbing at my feet, and he and then I was like, well. He's like, I still want to pay for your hair extensions. And I was like, okay. 
Okay, one more. Oh, I'm loving one it. more. Okay. Never have I ever gotten arrested. Oh, I got arrested. What? Tell, oh, yeah. tell the story. I broke into City Hall when I was 18. Um, in like two in the morning, mm-hmm. something like that. And um really dumb. I was like 18, mm. and my buddy and I broke in thinking, because it wasn't the town that we lived in. Mm. It was a different town, and we thought it was some sort of like not like a museum because it was a small town, but like one of those like historical buildings. Mm. And it was, it was town hall. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of really important. It, it, was, it was a really, is a really big detail. And we went in and walked around and then I looked at like a, one of the doors and it said like representative so-and-so. And I was like, Oh, we have to go like now. And we walked out the door to a lot of cops with their guns on us. Oh, and, oh shit. And uh, we got arrested and then uh, nothing came of it because they were like, what, why'd you break in? And we just didn't have an answer. <laughs> oh, you just wanted to look around. Uh, yeah. really bored. Now I understand the dumb dad podcast. Now I'm like, oh, <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, my uh, wife yeah. was a cop and that's when she knew. Um, <laughs> was she really a cop? She's not a cop. Is she? Oh, she's not a cop. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that's hot. I mean, weird. Sorry. <laughs> that's hot. Then you got married. It's like, yeah. <laughs> You either marry me or go to prison, and here I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyone else been arrested? I've not been arrested. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, guys, oh, so, so much fun. for Thank coming you. on Al's Thank you so show. much for having us on. Yeah, yes. for we had sure. so much fun. And I think we might be coming on your show maybe after the show. You're like, <laughs> yes. um, we will. We should, for you we should, you'll, you'll be like, oh, we'll see you tomorrow. And then you like never respond. They like ghost us. And we're like, <laughs> wait, where are you guys? Ghost her so fast. <laughs> wait, that's what happens sometimes. You're like, we're going to come sorry. up with very specific never have I ever. That's what it's going to be. Oh. <laughs> never have I ever been on a podcast. And <laughs> yeah. And we're obviously very shy. So be careful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all right. So we'll be prep. gentle. Be gentle. Yeah. We just will. be, yeah. Really Thank you so much, though, for having me. This is awesome. This was fun. Hey, now I have to get back to my real life. And, uh, cry about go. it. Just kidding. <laughs> well, Roxy Soxy, where can everyone find us? Everybody. Wait, can... where can they find you, guys? Where can they oh, find yeah. you? Where can they find you guys? That's you can find us um, on is... Twitter if you want. We don't do anything. But Instagram and TikTok <laughs> at, at DumbDadPod. That's watch them guys they're funny like you've mm-hmm. got to watch them mm-hmm. so good yeah. thank you so thank much. you very much mm-hmm. and roxy soxy where can everyone find us <gasps> well you can find us on women on top official on instagram and, and women on top podcast on uh-huh yep and clubhouse women on top we are women on top. We're we the women on top, top, all the side, all the bottom. <laughs> and on that note, I'm not drunk or high. I just yeah. am like this. Want a blackberry? Yeah. <laughs> I just want a blackberry. So if someone um, needs, wants to give me a foot massage for, I actually need a new iPhone. Blackberry. <laughs> I've, I've upped my foot prices, my foot massage prices. I am definitely for the new iPhone. So okay. excited. <laughs> My husband doesn't know what he got. I mean, come on. Like, not maybe. everyone can say that. <laughs> I should I'm gonna go tell him. I'm gonna be like, you I'm know what? Him. Bitch. <laughs> you guys do our podcast, we'll send you a couple of old blackberries. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. Wait, thank you. We throw and, some hair extensions. Yeah, <laughs> no, please do. Yeah. I am Tam and Sursock. And I am Roxy Manning. And 
We are women, women on, on top. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.